For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Welcome back to my podcast. I am so happy to bring back a guest we had on before. Uh, she is a name you certainly know, probably from Hannah Montana, maybe King of Queens, maybe Real Rob or Saving or what is it Malibu Rescue on Netflix. Uh, her name is Lee Allen Baker, and we're thrilled to have her back. How you doing, Lee Allen? Great. How are you? I'm doing great. I, I titled this podcast uh, "Another Conversation with the Leading Lady of Common Sense." And I mean that sincerely. You have been a champion of individual rights, medical freedom, just common sense, rational, critical thinking. Uh, and, and you're doing it among this sea of madness, certainly that's in the entertainment industry. So let's, let's, uh, let's just take a, a step and talk about where we are. Last time we talked, uh, there was still a debate over vaccine passports. There was a discussion over uh, getting the population vaccinated. People were still wearing masks. Now, the mask mandates have given way to the vaccine mandates. And even though they don't technically call them a mandate, uh, the government in places like New Jersey, New York, other places, California, all pushing to get to their stated goals of 70% of the adult population vaccinated, now by using college students to pump those numbers up. So what, what are your thoughts, first of all, on the continued push here, 15, now 16 months past the, uh, the pandemic when it started, at least when it started as a public uh, uh, policy issue back in March of 2020? Well, um, the first thing that comes to mind is, is I want to say to the masses, you know, do you see that they think that you're not smart enough to make your own health decisions and your own medical decisions? Like they have to push this. Like I want to say to the big pharma, the, the billionaire elites who think that they're doctors and, you know, and to the, the Fauci people that, that, you know, people who aren't signing up for it, it's not like an accident. They don't live under a rock. They don't want it. Back off. They don't want it. If you want it, go get it. If you don't, now's the time to stand up. What did you, have you ever seen in your life or your career, and I can be honest, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this, uh, where government, and I saw an interesting tweet earlier today that someone analyzed that one of the reasons that there isn't a renewed push among people to want the vaccine, why the demand has dropped through the floor, is the government went way too far. They're offering out lottery tickets, millions of dollars. I mean, our governor uh, offered out a dinner with uh, <laughs> with the governor and his wife. Just take the shot. They're doing a shot and a beer on the Jersey Shore, uh, and they've been trying to do that all summer. And, and still, they're only getting a couple hundred people to sign up. Uh, do you think they just simply went too far and it made people nervous that they had to push it I like this? I think they went too far and they went too far too fast. So, um, you know, people have got to be able to wake up and see this is a society that wants to take, we are a lazy society, okay? I'm, I'm there with you people, I, I, I am, okay? 
People in our country want to take a pill and have something go away or take a pill and have something go better. I mean, why on earth would you eat healthy, turn down bad foods, turn down drinking, turn, you know, sleep eight to 10 hours a night and exercise when you can just take a pill, right? So this would be the country that would want the shot. And unfortunately, I think that social media has a little bit, um, uh, as much as it has perpetuated as many lies as it has, it's also helped to reveal the truth because, you know, people can see that young kids have myocarditis. They are dying of heart attacks from the, the shots. Um, they're, they're starting to see the numbers from VAERS and people go, oh, I didn't know that I could look that up. And oh, yes, there have been over 6,000 deaths reported, just acknowledged and reported. And they say that may only represent one or two percent. The well, highest estimate is only represents one percent. Yeah. So more people are dying of the shot. Right. Um, so I think that people are starting to wake up a bit and realize, hold on a second. Like cancer kills way more people a year than COVID. Way more. Well, in the last, they said in the last day, I think in the last day, uh, as of this recording, um, uh, <laughs> that one day of cancer deaths in London were more than the last 40 days of COVID deaths. Yet That's nobody right. talks about cancer, right? Nobody and talks they, about And are they offering free treatment for those people to save lives? No, right. no, they're not. They're not telling people, go get help. We have treatments for you. And if you will save your life from cancer and get these medications, then we will put you in a lottery. We right. will we will help you win money. It'll be a party. It's a prize. What do you what do you think has led to this? I mean, I, I be, in, in between our two conversations on this podcast, uh, thirty two hundred pages of Dr. Anthony Fauci's emails were released to the public. And it was so obvious and clear that he was talking out of both sides of his mouth, saying things literally to his medical colleagues that masks don't stop the virus. And, and yet we have a mask mandate, um, you know, talking literally about, uh, you know, uh, the, the impact to their policies and the fact that they, they were pushing the vaccine early on. And, and people can see this for themselves. And then you got the fact that, and there's no debating this, that children are simply not affected by COVID. The, the, the numbers are, are infinitesimal. I mean, it's almost non-existent, the kids that die from this. Yet, yet we have kids being tested by Big Pharma, uh, five, six, what are they, 12, 13? They just, they just authorized it for 12-year-olds. What, why is it that society is so resistant? They, they authorized it, by the way, for emergency experimental use. You are the experiment. There is no big approval for this. Then they, they tried to get FDA approvals on other mRNA vaccines for years and they couldn't because it killed all the animals in the trials once they came in contact with the actual wild type virus. And now, now we skip those trials and, and hope that if enough people hopefully don't die, then maybe it can get an FDA approval. I mean, it's it's insanity. I think that there is something psychological that happens with people where their brain just like cannot compute. Like it's been so indoctrinated to believe this. And then you would have to question everything that you've ever believed that their head's about to explode. And it's easier to just shove that out of the way and roll up your sleeve. Or, or shove that, that knowledge of critical and that critical thinking and putting the pieces together to think like, Oh, somehow, I, I don't know why that doesn't make sense to me. I must not be smart enough. I'm just going to believe them. 
Well, them are changing their stories all the time. Them have no idea what they're doing. Or scarier, they do know what they're doing, and it's really nefarious. Well, I, you know, I wonder about that. I was having this conversation this morning. Um, actually, I, I started talking about it on the air, saying that, you know, these Chinese communists are laughing all the way to the bank. I mean, they're, they've are they got to be – I feel like there was some bet in some Chinese communist boardroom where they're like, I'll bet we can get Americans to keep a mask on eight hours a day and put it on their kids – even if we write on the box that it doesn't stop viruses. Right. And they probably said, no way, you'll never get it. And boom, here we are. And you know, the masks are just- Even more, and a guy at the table is going, I will raise your mask and I will see you a COVID test that is made in China that we sell to them, that we profit from with a cancer-causing drug on the tip that they shove all the way up their nose to their brain. I bet I can make them do it. Yeah, and then and then somebody doubled down again and said, I'll see that and I'll raise you a vaccine that the stupid Americans will buy 500 million doses at the expense of the taxpayers and give it out to the rest of the world. Right. They, they're like, so we've been taken for fools. And I, I you know, I've, I, you said it, and, and I'll tell you, Leon, others have said it on social media where they think people are waking up. I, I don't feel it yet. And I don't mean this to sound negative, but I'm going through this right now and with, um, with our, our family. You know, my son's going off to college, and, and until recently, the school wasn't requiring it. Now they are. Now there's a question. So I've got a lawyer, and I'm talking back and forth. And the question that I've raised is, can a school discriminate against someone who says, I don't want to take the vaccine and prevent them from campus? And the legal answer that I've gotten so far is yes, they can. You're choosing to uh, take what they are offering. And if the state laws follow that this is still a health emergency, you've got no standing. So it's incredibly frustrating. And I talk to parents all the time and, you know, we're not done fighting this, but- I, I disagree with that. We all have sovereignty over our body. And I know that um, Dershowitz had some arguments saying that um, there was some case that he cited a gazillion years ago where um, where they proved in a court of law that the child had to take the vaccine. But that that's actually, he's actually wrong. All that that case proved is that he could be fined $5 if he didn't want to take it. And right. some universities have switched their course to that and said, okay, if you don't want to come, to, if you don't want to get the vaccine, you still want to come to our school, it's going to be an extra $1,500. I saw that. What school was that? I remember that. They, it's it's 50, Tennessee. Yep. What was that? It's a school in Tennessee. Yeah, I thought it was in Tennessee. I thought Tennessee was a free place. No place right. at this point. No, it's not. I mean, even you and I were talking off off air about uh, it, what was buried in the bill that Ron DeSantis signed. And I'm a big Ron DeSantis <laughs> fan. Ron DeSantis. He's got a few holes in his cape, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I, I think it's important people understand, though, because a lot of people listening to this are going to look for some direction in 2024. I don't think um, now former President Trump, as much as shenanigans that went on, I don't think that he's going to run again. Um, <laughs> You know, but and I don't think he should. To be candid, I don't know where you stand on that, but I don't think he should. Do you? No, I don't think he should either. Yeah, I, the truth is, and I, I, I hate to sound critical. Uh, I did support the president both times. I was a backer of his. I supported him even in the primary, and I, I, I think that he was the right man for the job at the right time. 
Unfortunately, I wrote an article a few months ago about the reasons that he failed, actually, and ultimately as president. One of them was he failed to fire all these sinister deep state guys that are essentially professional bureaucrats that have been in the government forever, up to and including Anthony Fauci. He should have fired Fauci on April 1st of 2020 and said, we are going to be open on Easter end of story, uh, because the numbers played out that if you look at the 600,000 deaths, and I have this argument, it seems like daily these days, at 94% with three comorbidities, almost to a person, they died of heart attacks, pneumonia, some complications from their- uh, accident. Like, like literally you can look at the death records and it's like fourth stage liver failure. Yeah. Okay. These are people who died with COVID. Maybe if the test is accurate. You can't even say with COVID. This is the thing that really bothers me the most. I don't know why people aren't outraged about this. There is no test for COVID, people. Right. You have that swab that's contaminated with ethylene oxide up your face all you want. It tests for viral fragments. And depending on how many cycles you run it, it'll show up with anything and everything. Well, there you, does not just, there is no isolated COVID-19 virus. It's never been isolated. Well, it's interesting you say that because the World Health Organization, the day after the Biden inauguration, um, and, and I could talk about that all day long, and I may get to, you may. lower their threshold. From they like, lower the threshold. It's too high. It's all false positives, right? They literally said it. I was thinking about this. I wanted to get your take on this, um, that. Up to the election, we we saw over the summer of 2020 riots and deaths and attacks on Trump supporters, attacks on police officers, and the carnage in the street, literal insurrections happening on city streets where, uh, you know, the autonomous zone where city blocks were blocked out, cops and, and EMTs prevented from coming in. And when President Trump at the time said he was considering deploying the military, Lawyer after lawyer, media talking head after media talking head. You can't do that. The Constitution doesn't allow it. The states have the authority to do it. and They have to ask you. And for whatever reason, Trump went along with that. And meanwhile, Prince, go jump six months forward. You got Joe Biden putting 25,000 troops on the streets of D.C., locking it down with barbed wire and, and soldiers checking for papers. And the media, silent. One is authoritarian. The other is, it's for your safety. What is your take on that? And are we too far down the propaganda road for normal people to get the information they need? I've already been dropped from YouTube. This video will have to go on my Rumble channel because I can't post it on YouTube. Yeah. So, look, Trump has done so many questionable things in my mind. And, you know, everybody likes to fall back on this. He's a genius. Well, I'm I'm sure as heck hope so, because uh, it's not looking too brilliant what's been happening right now. You know, so in in my opinion, I have to logically look at that um, and say the big appeal of Donald Trump was that he was not your typical politician. He was not in with your global elites and your paid actors in DC that are constantly moving uh, in this certain direction of globalism. He was different. He was outside of politics, Um, except for the fact that he kind of gave into it a lot, which raises the question, is he one of them? Did he lead this country to the slaughter? Or is he going to stand up and do something about it? I mean, it really does beg the question. I mean, you did make the vaccine at warp speed. 
right? And, and you, actually, yeah, and that's a little frightening to think about that. Like you have to think about how were they so far ahead? I, I have been listening to snippets of news over the past few weeks. They're now without crediting President Trump. They're saying, well, of course we did it at warp speed. Coronavirus has been around for a while. We've been working on this kind of uh, inoculation for a long time. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought it was new. On babies, 1965, first test on babies, killed three of them, by the way. So what do you say to a family? I mean, I think there are a lot of people we've had now some some 150 million Americans vaccinated. I, I don't see doom and gloom for most of them. I, I, you know, I've had this conversation with my son and I said, you're going to have to make a, a choice as an adult. You're 18. You'll decide what you want to do. I said, but, you know, I, I am not someone that thinks that 150 million people are going to drop dead because they've taken the vaccine. I think different bodies will react differently. Uh, I think that if at the end of the day, it's going to be very ineffective. We've already seen that people getting COVID afterward, people potentially being more susceptible to other strains. Um, but the, the bigger issue to me is that there's a constant fear porn propaganda industry out there where the minute my, my daughter lives in London and, you know, from her perspective, she's back traveling and in, in her job and she's working seven days a week and her and her husband are busy as can be. That said, the country is going through an extended lockdown because of the so-called Delta strain. And, and I'm looking at this and I said to my news anchor uh, the other day, I said, you know, you and I were talking about new strains literally in April of 2020, when at that point they had said this so-called novel coronavirus, which it wasn't at all, it was just another strain. And, and literally it had mutated, I think, 30 times at that point. So how do you get people to come out of the COVID fog when the media continues to reinvent a crisis literally every month? We hear two weeks to stop the spread after every holiday. Turn off your TV, turn it off, <laughs> yeah. go outside, live your life. You're going to realize they're full of shit. Sorry, but they are. I mean, yeah. you go outside, you live your life. Okay. Viruses always have a new, they always have variants, but each variant is weaker than the first. That's virology. You can ask any virologist that, you know? Right. So, um, the other thing is that they know that when it goes through different people and different processes, it that's how it gains speed to get new variants. And they're injecting people constantly, you know? And eventually I will tell you where the story goes. The story goes to all the people that are vaccinated, they're still getting sick, which we know they're still getting COVID. There are cases of them all over the place getting, getting COVID. COVID and dying in many cases. And dying because yeah. it's, why? I will take you back to the animal studies on the mRNA, where they gave it to all the animals. They developed robust antibodies. They were fine. And then when they came in contact again with the wild type virus, they all died. Okay. So you're talking about a situation where I can sit here and say all day long, I really hope that that doesn't happen. I do. I hope that that doesn't happen. But it's a fact that that happened with the animal trials. It's a fact that we're now going to be coming into a flu season, coronavirus season, where people are going to be exposed to that wild type virus, right? They're either going to 
hopefully be healthy or they're going to get worse and some will die. That is what happened with the animals. Not one of the animals was healthy. They all got very sick and eventually. But you said this mRNA testing has been going back, what, 60s, 70s? I mean, they tried, there was there was uh, vaccination policy through the 70s uh, with terrible adverse effects over years, some that didn't come out for years uh, as birth defects, et cetera. None of that gets talked but about. There's no way to study this, right? The, the long-term health effects. All you, I can point to you is say, I think they called it um, immune enhanced response, autoimmune or immune enhanced response, enhanced mm -hmm. immune response, enhanced immune response. That's what they tell you is one of the side effects of this. Okay. And that's what all those ferrets died of. So, I mean, you, it just doesn't take much to put two and two together. Unfortunately, people sit there and go, well, why would they do that? They wouldn't do that. I mean, why would they do that? You know, it really puts history in perspective when you see how governments clamp down on people. I uh, I keep getting myself in trouble because I use the term um, that when I see people walking around with a mask on, I said they look like a Chinese communist slave. And my my um, program director has threatened to find me every time that I say that on the air uh, because corporate gets nervous. And I said, well, if they understood history, they would understand that that's not a racial discussion. That's not anything other than a fact that Chinese communism has enslaved a billion people so that the 90 million members of the Communist Party could live very well. And part of how they do that is they not only mask people, but they mask what they can read on the internet. Go to China and Google Tiananmen Square. You yes. Can't do it. Can't find yeah. it. Can't find it. So it's, re it's a reality. Uh, and, and right now, there, there, are, there is censorship going on with everything. This, this conversation would be censored because we're discussing the vaccine. We're discussing it as uh, the mRNA technology. We're right? a product that was safe and effective, we would not be censored. Right. That, that's a great point. So how, all right, so Lee Allen, how do we dig our way out? We've been fighting hard. I have been uh, on this battle. I know you have as well for the past 16 months. I, I, I sit actually on one of my, I used to, uh, when I hosted the show on, on Fox Chasing News, I had a, a minute at the end of every show where I gave my opinion. I kind of wrapped it up as a final point. And I went back to late February when they had announced that we're going to cancel the uh, March Madness. And, and I said the words, we've got to calm down about coronavirus. And I was attacked viciously for that, saying, how do you know? Didn't you see that guy in China that dropped dead with the shopping bag? And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I don't buy any of that. And they're outside of those uh, Chinese communist propaganda pictures. No one has ever died instantly like that. So, so we know that was a fake. But, but the question is, how do we dig out of it going forward? That's a big question, isn't it? Right, yeah. Honestly, every day I sit and think of ways and things that I need to do to protect my family so we can survive this insanity. This is why I refuse to wear the mask. Yep. Because I have vaccine injured children who cannot get the shot. I cannot get the shot. I will not get the shot. And I knew it was going to go to wear a mask. Oh, if you've been vaccinated, you can take your mask off. Then you know that if someone has a mask, they've not been vaccinated and they yeah. can 
spread disease. It's what they said in the Holocaust. If they've got a yellow star or a symbolism on them, they're diseased rodents. They didn't have to have the Gestapo go after people. Neighbors went after them because they were so terrified. So the scary thing about the Holocaust isn't that there's a bad man out there willing to seek power and do bad things and eliminate people. The scary thing is that he convinced an entire public of right-thinking people that killing them was the right thing to do. That's scary. You know, it's interesting you say that the Holocaust reference gets tossed around and, and then the media quickly attacks whoever makes that reference. But if you understand history, it's much more about mass hysteria and people buying in and being so afraid of themselves. And, and the Nazis were very skilled at convincing people that um, certain sections of the population carried disease and problems for the rest of the population. And, and I think it's similar. The similar point here, I think, is uh, when we heard the entire discussion of asymptomatic spreaders, which which was shot down, if you remember, by the World Health Organization. Right. It's turned out to be completely debunked and not true, yet there are still a lot of people that believe it. And then they've changed their tune on the virus. I thought with the virus, if you were vaccinated, you were protected. But now they say, well, no, you're not protected unless you get vaccinated. The other person. Like it, I got to wear sunscreen to keep the person next to me from getting a sunburn. It's exactly. dumb. It's dumb. So how do you do it? All right. From, so let's let's talk about it from an entertainment perspective. Let, let's just personalize it. What has it been like with you? Because I can tell you from a news perspective, being in the media, I'm not a news journalist. I am an opinion talking head for sure. Big, big difference. But in my business, uh, I faced the mockery and the ridicule and the outright uh, vicious attacks because I refused the shot and I won't wear a mask. And I haven't worn a mask since. So, so I, I'm with you on that. But Hollywood must be tenfold worse. Uh, I wouldn't know because I left it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that yeah. is how much I am against what is going on, is that I gave up everything to move, to get away, to get out and be around freedom, freedom loving people, uh, people who want to live their life and not sit in their home with Stockholm syndrome, giving in to all the fear and mass hysteria. They're being controlled by their fear. I can tell you that I never locked down a single day once I fled California. I have been out and about living my life, made two movies and yeah. I'm not there. I will not go back there. So, I mean, I didn't give up everything that I loved because I thought it would be fun. I mean, I did it to save my kids' lives and my life because there are things that are more important than freaking Hollywood. Yeah. You know, there's just life is more important. And what I'm witnessing is atrocious to me. And the fact that I said masks aren't law and was called a racist, labeled a white supremacist, given death threats, telling people telling me that they help my kids and I die, that I get raped. I mean, the fact that, you know, that happened because I want to stand up for all of humanity, guess what? Not only do I not wear a mask, I don't think anyone should be forced to wear a mask. That is imprisoning and enslaving someone. And I think people should rip them off their faces. I don't like it. I don't like people to be controlled. It's not okay with me. 
It's interesting you say that. I I, um, I argued against um, even the voluntary wearing of masks, which sounds uh, counterintuitive given that we believe in choice. And I said, look, there are laws on the books. I believe 18 states have them that say you can't wear a mask in a public place because it is it, it is unsafe for everyone else based on the fact that someone could commit a crime. You're not going to know who it is. Can't tell you how many cops I've talked to that they have been unable to find, uh, you know, people who steal cars and break into retail shops because they're all wearing a mask. And you don't look abnormal now wearing a mask. It's accepted. So it has been a problem. I, and, and I think that the fact that governors panicked and literally uh, by executive order undid laws that the legislature passed that said you could not walk into a bank wearing a mask. You can't walk into a grocery store wearing a mask. All of those things, unless it was medically necessary for you, which I, you find me a case where a mask is medically necessary. Uh, I don't know that you can find one. Uh, no. I remember you know, Donald Trump came on my radio show before the election, and he said those words. He's like, well, it's America. You want to wear a mask, you wear one. And I thought to myself, I'm like, this is the problem with the opposition. You don't understand how vicious the other side is. They're playing to win. They will force you to wear a mask. They will force your kids to take a vaccine. And you want to play the freedom game. It, the, the freedom game is now about one side having power over the other side. And until freedom-loving people stand up and fight like hell, you're not getting anywhere. So, yeah. right? I mean, and he did not stand up and fight for our freedoms. He folded. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. So, who do you like in '24? Let's jump to politics. Is there anybody on the horizon? I mean, DeSantis. Uh, you know, you pointed out that the bill that he signed to eliminate the vaccine passport effectively allows for the state health commissioner and and bureaucrats to determine if there's another pandemic and literally forcibly isolate there people. There will be another pandemic there because Bill Gates has warned us that the next one will really get our attention, he says with a giggle. So there's going to be another one. I mean, I, they will tell you what they're going to do. Uh, you don't have to take my word for it or my dogs. Um, <laughs> you know, They will tell you what they're going to do. They say there will be another pandemic and here's how this is going to play out. When people are shedding or getting sick from the vaccine, they will blame the unvaccinated. That's why they set up the ridiculous thing of asymptomatic spreaders. That way they have a way to force, to try to force vaccinate and turn people against the unvaccinated. It, it's interesting you say that. Um, the line in the news this morning that I heard was, uh, the Delta variant is spreading especially fast among the unvaccinated. I see. And, no. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, and, and look, I, I, I told my family this, and we all agreed that we're just going to fight and resist, and I, I'm just, I'm not getting it. I'm simply not getting it. I'm not getting it, and I would just say, you know, I'm doing whatever I can to protect my family, and I mean, I'm doing whatever I have to do to protect my family. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, I, I, I'm with you on that. And you know, what's interesting to Lee Allen that I live a very healthy life and I, I, um, yeah, I'll smoke an occasional cigar. I love bourbon and gin. I actually think gin is a health food, but that's for another discussion. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, I, I practice hot yoga six days a week and I have a very high fiber, high vitamin diet. And I have not had so much as a cold in three years. And, and I look around, I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm outside a lot. I spend time in the sun. I eat well. I, you know, and all these things. Why is that not the discussion in America right now to say, you know, 
if you look at the people who are dying, they're by and large overweight with comorbidities as bad as cancer, uh, heart disease, lung disease, well, diabetes. Right. Now Bill Gates wants you to eat synthetic meat. They also had on the cover of uh, High Profile magazine, I believe it was Vogue. I'm not really sure of which magazine it was, but they had a picture of a woman who uh, was very large and she was in a bikini jumping through the air. And if it had said on the cover of that magazine, this is beautiful. I'd be like, amen, sister, that is beautiful. She was beautiful. She was beautiful. But instead it said, this is healthy. Right. Now that's a lie because that is the population that is dying of COVID and other illnesses. Exactly right. That is a lie. Exactly right. Uh, they, they said uh, it was something like 80% had a vitamin D deficiency. Um, right. You know, right. I mean, and they talk about this and, and I believe the number was 85% were, were overweight. I don't, I don't want to know if it was obese, but it was in that category in that number. So, I, you know, it's interesting. That's why I love talking to you that, that we're on the same page that we're kind of living our lives. We didn't lock down at all either. And I live in New Jersey and right? I wasn't going anywhere. You know, I've got my, my morning show and this is a little bit of hope. Um, the morning show exploded in ratings and market share through the past year. And I think one of the reasons for that is I stood firm and I was one of the only media personalities that had a local audience. You know, I'm not talking about some of the guys nationally, but most of them sold out. But yeah. but as far as, you know, talking to more than a million people locally every morning on their drive to work, uh, even during lockdown, I opposed the lockdown. I, I even talked about it on the air. We used to let I, I set up a gym in my garage and my son would have his friends come over and they were boxing in the garage and we would hide the bikes behind the house so nobody could tell on us and in a free country How by the way is that <laughs> right yeah so so all right what we what then then you, you've actually answered my question in this way oh that's all right i love the dog i our, uh, we lost our dog a few months ago um yeah i missed the i missed the uh, the bark and she was lived a great life though she was, she, we think she was 15. She was a rescue, but, um, but I think the answer is we have to keep talking and we have to keep working. And my question is what's your next project that I can promote? So um, I did a movie that is going to be coming out um, end of summer called family camp, which is really, really hilarious movie. And then I have another movie coming out at Christmas called Christmas in the Pines. So those, where will I see them in theaters? Are they going to be on Netflix? Where, where? So if theaters continue to open, you will see family camp in theaters. Uh, if not, you'll find it on some sort of, um, you know, digital platform. Great. Uh, yeah. That's great. So I'm, I'm happy to hear you're still working. You've not been banned by uh, the powers that be. No, I have turned down a lot of jobs because I'm not going to stick that swab up my nose. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I, it's funny you say that. I think uh, God works in strange ways that uh, people like us have, have come together. I have never been tested. Good for you. Yeah. My son has never been tested. My wife has never been tested. Now, my daughter has because they won't let her fly and she flies for her job unless she gets on a, unless she gets a test. And then the British government not only forces them to quarantine when they come back, but here's the scam of it all. If they take two tests, one when they get back and one at five days, they let them out of quarantine on day six. So it's it's all about making money. It's all, And she's spending the money. It's 150 pounds or something for the test. Totally absurd. And we already know that the COVID test, this PCR test, 
is a manufacturing technique to duplicate these proteins and duplicate the virus. Yeah, and it is as high as 90% inaccurate. Is an ingredient on the swab. Listen, if this were so highly contagious, why can't I just sneeze in a tissue and you swab it? Like, why you got to <laughs> stick it up my nose? Right. I don't understand people. That, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You know, well, I, sometimes people are too smart, right? You're, you're overlooking the simplicity of it. Well, we heard in New Jersey the other day, the, the rate of transmission, the legislature basically usurped its, its own power and gave it to the governor and said that if the rate of transmission goes over one, no one can tell you how they calculate the rate of transmission, of course, because most people don't participate in contact tracing. So I don't know how they calculate it, but somehow they come up with a number. They said, if it goes over one, the governor has the authority granted by the legislature to lock us down again. So it's at about 0.9 now. And what's, and I don't want to say it's funny, but it is almost funny. It's almost like right out of a Saturday Night Live skit when Saturday Night Live was funny. They're not right. funny now, but when they were funny mm-hmm. uh, a long time ago, they they you're looking at this and there are somewhere around 300 people. We're a state of 9 million. Some 300 people are in the hospital that have tested positive for COVID. And that's it. And you look at that and you're like, well, wait a minute. If this Delta variant is spreading like wildfire, they say it's some now it's nearing 10% of all the illness. But what does that mean? 30 people out of a state of 9 million? Like it, none of it's logical. And I said this this morning. I said, you how know, are they, how are they, tra- how are they, tra- how are they tracking it? I know. People, they are making crap up. They are making it up. Yeah. Okay. There's no way for them to get this information this quickly. It's like when they say, oh, when you get a fact check on something, honey, you didn't have time to look that up in the dictionary. You didn't fact check that. No. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's all the warnings on uh, Twitter and on Instagram. Every time someone like Alex Berenson posts about the vaccine, there's always a little line that says, for your COVID information, go to the right. CDC. It's interesting that they censored people from talking about things before. And then when the truth finally comes out that they were right, they're like, oh, we're not going to censor that anymore. We're just, we're gonna, we're just gonna <laughs> That's right. going to ask yeah, I, I think we're, I, I don't know. What I don't know is that have we taken an irreversible turn and whether even if we have rejected and object to the term new normal, are we not in some kind of a new normal where like-minded critical thinkers are going to have to stick together and survive because the world isn't necessarily going to come back? I mean, Governor Murphy has a 50% approval rating in a state where his policies led to the death of 8,000 seniors in our nursing homes. Uh, New Jersey had the worst, and this was a list, I think, I don't know if it was USA Today or one of these liberal papers. Door to door with the vaccine. Did you know that? Yeah, they're knocking on doors now. Can you imagine? Knock on my door. Oh, they, they're not knocking on my door. I can, <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Leon, let's keep the conversation going. Let, let's regroup in a month or so. I really love checking in with you. I, I, I admire your courage. I admire your fight. Keep shouting from the rooftops because it is literally down to a few voices. And I think as long as we stay strong, those 50% of people that know Governor Murphy's behind it, just to use New Jersey as one example, or maybe I better should say those 200 million Americans that did not get the vaccine, right? We're a country, well, let's say 180 million if 150 million got them. Uh, we're a strong majority in this country. And until our, we have to be able to stick together and hopefully, unless they steal the next one, 
Mm-hmm. To write the ship in Washington as well. Yeah, it's been hard. Like in the fact that I, I always want to educate people. I want to try to just show another side. I really don't even care to educate people. I care to open people's mind to ask questions and to trust their own logic with what they're seeing. But there comes a point and I'm almost there of like, listen, you can't wake up everybody. You know, if, if you're, if you're not a critical thinker, if you're a person who, instead of believing what you're witnessing, just follows what you're hearing and what you're being programmed with, maybe you're not meant for the long haul on this one, you know, and maybe to. It's funny you say that. I and I've lost some friends, and there's some family members who haven't talked to me now in more than a year. Um, I, I instead of going back into that well and beating my head against the wall, I decided that this reset, whatever we want to call it, actually served to identify the people that were really not with us to begin with. And and I I don't want to convince you. I want to champion the people who already instinctively agree, but they just need to know they're not alone because they have jobs and families to protect themselves. And I, I value that and I get that. And it, for those of us that are able and willing to be out in front and take the hits, I think we just owe it to our um, fellow countrymen that we keep fighting. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is the hill to be on as far as I'm concerned. I'm not yeah. gonna be on the wrong side of this one. It's not the hill we're gonna die on, it's the hill we're gonna win on. The hill, that's why I said the hill we're going to be. Oh. Right, I like that, I like that. <laughs> Well, we will definitely be. I choose B. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. I love it. Thank you. And congrats on everything that you're doing. And thanks for your courage. You're real inspiration to people. And we'll uh, we'll shout from the rooftops and get this out far and wide. Thanks, Thank Leanne. Great talking to you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.